It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros open up an eight-game homestand with the first of three against the San Francisco Giants. Astros coming off a nine-game road trip over which they went three and six after getting swept in the three-game series in Oakland, culminating in a 7-2 loss to the A's yesterday. Yuli Gurriel, a two-run home run in the double. Josh Reddick had a couple of hits as well, but the Astros have now lost five in a row. They're taking on a Giants team that's in the middle of a lengthy road trip of their own, an 11-game trip over which they've gone two and five after losing to the Dodgers 6-2 yesterday in L.A. Giants have dropped three of their last four games. Astros 6-9, third in the AL West, five and a half games behind Oakland. The Giants are 7-10. That puts them in fourth in the National League West, five games behind Colorado. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. It'll be Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for the Astros. And I think the biggest thing we're looking for with, with McCullers at this point is a little bit more consistency. We've certainly seen flashes, but just not for an extended period to this point. Yeah, and maybe home is just the answer for Lance McCullers Jr. because he's been brilliant at Minute Maid Park his entire career. So hopefully that's the case after two outings on the road trip that where he really didn't pitch that well. And the thing that's maybe alarming more than anything else is that he's not getting many swing and misses on the curveball. Uh, which is the pitch that we've always seen him get a lot of swing and misses, even when he throws it for a strike. So we'll see. You know, there's adjustments to be made. Certainly there's some rust involved when you haven't pitched in a, a year and a half, and uh, Lance McCullers Jr. will get a pass for, for a few outings for sure, but it uh, should be nice to get a good one tonight. Logan Webb on the mound for the Giants in his second big league season, made eight starts last year as a rookie. Astros seeing him for the first time has been pretty decent so far this year. Yeah, you know, all three stars, he's been very consistent and probably has a little bit more security now that Jeff Samarja and Drew Smiley find themselves uh, on the IL so he gets a chance to probably breathe and know that, you know, he doesn't have to pitch good every outing to stay in the rotation. And sometimes that's just all a, a young pitcher needs. And he's got a wipeout slider. Uh, that's the pitch, that, especially against righties, that he gets a lot of his strikeouts. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros hoping that some home cooking will get them back on the winning track, losing their last five games. A really tough series in Oakland. The team leading the division, and the Astros go in and wind up getting swept in that three-game series, but a great opportunity to try and bounce back now. Yeah, there's certain points in a season where you have to do some soul-searching, and whatever the case may be, the Astros have expectations and the expectations are the same 
that they were the last five years, and that's to reach the playoffs. So they got to play better baseball for sure. Uh, they haven't been this down uh, in the division since 2016. Uh, so they find themselves in unfamiliar, unfamiliar territory. Uh, there's a lot of players that are underperforming, so you'd expect over a longer sample or a bigger sample that uh, you start to see things uh, average out, especially with Bregman, Altuve, some of those guys that we know that uh, are all-stars and superstars in this game. So uh, they're waiting on them. Uh, they need to pitch a little bit better, uh, especially the starters, to give them some length and to help Dusty Baker out with his bullpen. But uh, this offense, I think over the course of this season, uh, we're a quarter of the way through now. Needs to start clicking, and I think they'll do it uh, this homestand. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker. And a little later, we'll hear from Astros television broadcaster and former Astros player Jeff Blum. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Dusty, uh, a tough game yesterday in a number of respects, and obviously tensions flared there near the end, and uh, of course it Started in the top of the seven, at least for you, wound up getting ejected, arguing with home plate umpire Nick Marley uh, about about balls and strikes. Um, and, you know, looking at your, your career, you know, it's your 23rd season as a manager, only your 22nd ejection. And I know managers have kind of different philosophies on, you know, getting ejected and, you know, whether they should do it often or less often. But it seems like for you it's not something that, that happens very often. Is that is that intentional? It's never intentional, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe that you're going to have to motivate your team by getting getting ejected, you know. Like, I always believe that, uh, um, uh, you know, you got to be right and feel what you feel in order to, you know, to say something. And I thought the young man had, had a tough day yesterday, and all I told him is that the ball was low. Now, mm-hmm. now, now see, he's the third umpire that uh, uh, I've been their first ejection, I believe. You know what I mean? So, and it's like, okay, man, is, is this going to be in your book or is it going to, you going to tell your friends or or whatever? And like, uh, you know, I don't feel like I should have been ejected because both sides are on it. You know, uh, yesterday, he had a tough day yesterday. And I know it's a tough job to be an umpire. But, uh, you know, the way things are, <laughs> they were on the flight with us last night, and uh, and they, <laughs> we got the same crew, um, you know, today. So I'm just hoping that that nothing spills over from yesterday to today or this whole series. Yeah, that's kind of one of the unique features about this season is the fact that uh, umpires are traveling on the team charters and with all the the various restrictions because of the mm-hmm. pandemic. Um, and yeah, you have stretches. I mean, I think it was, what, the first nine games you had the same umpiring crew? And, I mean, obviously that's not something you generally see during a normal year. No, rarely. But you know something? I, I, I've been on uh, on teams where, where a couple of times the umpires couldn't get flights and, and they were on our, on our trips. But, I mean, yeah. not this often, you know, not nearly this often. And rarely do you see the same umpiring crew, you know, a couple series in a row. And so – uh, this is uh, this is something else that we're having to deal with. There's something new, and 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 you know people are human, and and sometimes 
things carry from one series to the next. And I'm hoping that, that you know, we all rise above it all and, and, and this doesn't happen. How tough was it for you to see what happened in the bottom of the seventh? Because you had already been ejected, so you were in the visiting clubhouse. Uh, had the benches clearing incident after Ramon Laureano got hit by a breaking ball a second time, and there was some jawing when he was at first base, and Laureano wound up charging toward the, the Astros dugout. How tough was it for you seeing all that happen and not being able to, to go out there and, and, and try and protect your guys and, and help your guys? Well, to tell you the truth, I didn't see it at all. Because, really? uh, you know, yeah, with the new rules that they have on, on, on home feeds and, and TVs and stuff like this, I couldn't watch it. I, I couldn't watch it in the clubhouse. And I, I was in my office, and, and then uh, Mikey Talboom, who's the, uh, uh, the uh, visiting clubhouse guy, I've known him since he's like 10 or 12 years old, and he's like, Dusty, uh, I know you didn't see what happened, but there was, there was a brawl out there. on the, And then I didn't see it until after the game. You know what I mean? When when somebody, I guess, had videotaped it or something, and, and then I saw it. And so, um, you know, I, I can understand a young man being upset for being hit, but you got to understand that. I mean, we got rookies out there that that they're trying to trying to throw the ball, and, and most of the time can't throw where they want to throw it. And uh, you know, there was no intent on 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 any of this. And uh, nowadays, you know, when, when somebody gets hit, they always think it's on purpose. But if you're throwing a projectile 90 plus miles an hour, you're not always going to throw this ball where you want it. And so, uh, uh, like I said, I, I understand both sides. I, I just wish that it hadn't happened. And I'm hoping that the repercussions aren't too uh, harsh on our end. You, know, you talk about Lariano and his frustration uh, getting hit second time in that game, third time in the series, and, you know, getting hit by guys who, you know, are trying to establish themselves in the big leagues. As a as a hitter, uh, like you were for so long, is it sometimes uh, difficult to remember that when you get hit because you're just so frustrated by the circumstances? Mm, kind of, but, but uh, I was tough to hit. You know what I mean? Because if you're watching the release point coming out of the pitcher's hand, because I'm in the dugout sometime and I'm ducking before the hitters at the plate are ducking. And they're like, Big, why are you always ducking? Because I'm used to seeing release point. You know what I mean? I mean, the guys now are, are, are very, very comfortable in the box. You know, like like back in our day, I mean, you had to watch release point because, you know, they were coming up around your neck. And mm -hmm. so – so, so therefore, you know, you had to be light on your feet and know how to duck, duck and dodge. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, it is a new time, a new day. And uh, I don't know, it just depends, you know, what I was hit with. You know, you can tell if somebody's trying to hit you, Robert. Yeah. Because no, no matter where they look, they got to look at you as a target if they're trying to hit you. You know what I mean? And if they're not looking at you most of the time, you know, they weren't throwing it. Is there any update from Major League Baseball regarding any thoughts on any conversations you may have had with any of the players or coaches since yesterday's uh, incident? Um, well, I mean, you know, we talked about it in the, in the coaches' room, and, uh, uh, you know, I haven't heard anything from Major League Baseball. And, uh, you know, it is it's already – it's happened already. Uh, it's unfortunate. And uh, – and we're trying not to let it happen again.
and uh, that's you know it's the meet of wasn't very long uh, meeting between us and like I said we haven't heard anything from the league. Dusty, can you give us an update on Roberto Osuna? Uh, no, no update yet. He, he, he's still rehabbing it and trying to trying to work through it and trying to get better. Dusty, in your in your coaches' meeting, did you did you address with Alex what happened and what did he tell you about what happened yesterday? Well, I can't tell you that because then you know I, I, I might get called in as a witness. You know what I mean? So. Uh, no, I can't tell you that. I mean, you know, he was he was remorseful. I'll say that, you know, that the whole thing uh, happened, and, um, and 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 we hope it won't happen again. When we talked to you after the game last night, you hadn't seen the video. Um, you get a chance, mm -hmm. to, and you know, knowing a little bit more about it, what what were your thoughts about what went down? Yeah, well, yeah, I watched it after I talked to you guys, and uh, you know, uh, he hit him with a breaking ball. Uh, you know, here's a young young man, you know, trying to stay on this team, and uh, certainly wasn't a situation where you're gonna try to hit somebody, and 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 you wouldn't ask a young guy to do it anyway. Plus, there was no reason for it. I mean, you know, I mean, these guys, I mean, they're already beating our brains out. You know, I mean, they swept us a series, so you know, there's no reason to try to hit anybody. I mean, you just accept your licking, and then and then you know, you try to you know, return, reciprocate the favor when you see them next time. So, uh, like I said, I'm just sorry that things, you know, escalate the way they were. And like I said, I didn't even see it then when you guys saw it before me. And so I talked to Alex, and then I'm sure that I'll be contacted by the league and he'll be contacted by the league. Uh, you know, when I got kicked out the game, all I said was that the ball was low. And see, this is a... This is, uh, I think, the second or third umpire that I was their first ejection. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, kind of see a pattern here uh, developing. Uh, and what, what was strange is that, you know, the same crew was here and they were on the plane with us last night. And so, uh, you know, I didn't talk to them about it or anything because it wasn't done any good. But I'm just hoping that nothing carries over uh, – from that series to this series. Hey, Dusty said uh, George was going to hit yesterday and test things out. Is, is he not mm -hmm. progressing as quickly maybe as he hoped or you hoped? Well, you know, 24 hours usually doesn't do nothing. You know what I mean? Even though he's a quick healer, he's quick to tell me that he's a quick healer. And uh, so, you know, he went to see our hand specialist today to confirm that, you know, nothing's broken. Uh, to confirm that, uh, you know, just rest, uh, test it out, which is always, you know, a situation where, you know, when are you over-testing it and making it so more sore and when are you under-testing it? And so, uh, you know, we're going to try to do all we can to, uh, and he's trying to do all he can not to go on the IL. And uh, so, you know, we're playing short, uh a little bit and so it's time for some of the other guys to step up that has an opportunity to play and and do their thing. Dusty, you aren't one to, to make excuses and never have been. But mm -hmm. you got twenty six games in the next twenty eight days with the plethora Correct. of that you have. How hard is that to manage, you know, knowing that you're trying to get 
know, there is no breaking in there. Right. Well, it's real hard. I mean, we got to, uh, you know, we might have to give some guys some days off when you don't want to. Uh, we got to keep them strong, but we got to win some games and, and just win series, you know, and play better baseball. Uh, uh, you know, more inspired uh, baseball. And uh, I had asked a couple guys today, hey, man, do you guys want a day off? Because we didn't get in until 1 o'clock in the morning. And these guys said, no, I want to play. So, you know, they want to play, you know, let them play. And so, uh, you know, you can't worry about that 28 days. You got to just worry about today. You know, this is the only day that we can do anything about. And so, you know, we need to get off on a good foot, uh, you know, in this series uh, tonight. And Dusty, what are some of the things, some of the positive things that you're trying to hold on to when, when things don't really seem to be going so well? Well, number one, you got to you got to recall the feeling that you had when things are going well, you know, I mean, things haven't really gone our way. I mean, I mean, you look at the amount of two out RBIs that the, the other team has gotten and we haven't gotten many, we haven't gotten many breaks. And so, uh, you know, you got to think, okay, uh, you know, our day is, is coming where we're, we're going to get a lot of breaks. We're going to get a lot of things going our way and you have to remain positive. I mean, that's, that's the whole secret. You know, and, uh, and if it was negative uh, occurrence or event, then you delete it. And if it was positive, then you build on it. And, uh, you know, this is much like life. I mean, you know, you can be good on Monday and then Tuesday something happens and then you carry it into Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Next thing you know, it's, it's, it's compounded. So what you have to do, you've got to delete it uh, and realize that uh, it's a new day. and You can't take uh, today into tomorrow. And, uh, you know, you got to, you just got to be strong. You got to be strong. You got to be confident. Uh, and, and you got to just know that, that you've done it in the past and, and it will occur uh, again in the future. We got time for one more question. Dusty, I just wanted to follow up on Osuna. Uh, you guys yep. were on the 45 day IL. That yes. was about 10 days uh, in between when he could come off to the end of the season. Could he yeah. in those 10 days? I don't know, man. Uh, it, it just depends how much progress he makes. I mean, right now, he's not in a good way. Or else he wouldn't have put him on the 45-day, um, you know, DL. So, I mean, that's not very pleasant news for us or for him. But, um, you know, it is – what it is, uh, uh, and we got to deal with it, you know. So we just got to find a way to, you know, replace him, even though that's a very difficult thing to do. And uh, we got to mix and match as we've done. Some have worked, some haven't worked. But, uh, you know, it would help for us to, to get on this hitting parade and then just uh, keep pounding and pounding and pounding on the ball and then put games out of reach. All right, Dusty, thank you for the time. Well, welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks. Before finally, uh, Jeff Blum, we got a homestand for the Astros. And uh, thanks, first of all, for, for joining us before this. But, man, does this team look like they need a, a change of scenery, don't they? Uh, 
Uh, they absolutely do. It's good to see you again. It's been interesting calling these games from the studio, but uh, it's good to be back in Minute Maid Park. And I think we heard the guys say as much. Uh, a couple interviews with Yuli Gurriel and I believe it was Josh Reddick. Some of those guys saying that they are kind of, you know, sick of being in the hotel, so to speak. Mm. It's, uh, you know, Yuli kind of compared it to his days when he was playing in Cuba. Yeah. You know, under uh, under that regime and where they were on lockdown, and it was very similar. So I think these guys are looking forward to getting back home, have a little more freedom, get in the comfort of their own stadium, and not adhere to different protocols in different stadiums. Right. So the next 18 of the next 23 at Minute Maid Park, what do you think this team specifically needs to do to kind of turn things around? I was actually hoping to show up and talk to you about that. Yeah. I know that uh, you know the, the hitting at the top of the lineup, not having Springer in there hurts because he's such a dominant threat at the top of the lineup. So you don't have him in there, and you have Altuve, who's not swinging the bat as well. I'm still trying to figure out you know what he's doing. Some of the chase numbers are a little high for me, and when he has been so good at, we always talk about him being a bad ball hitter. There's some numbers that actually say his contact percentage outside the zone where he normally chases mm. are not high at all. So they're starting to drop, and he's missing some pitches, but they need the top of their offense to get going so that Correa, Brantley, and Yuli can drive in some runs. I almost feel sorry for Dusty Baker right now. It seems like he's at the mercy of how long his starter goes in these games because that bridge to try to get to the ninth inning right now seems like a jigsaw puzzle. What do you think? I, I completely agree, 100%. Yeah. And luckily, he's had some guys up until, you know, Javier coming out early, but Granke's been doing a great job. Framber Valdez is a completely different pitcher, so he's done a good job in pushing some of those games back. You get a great start from Belak, so he has kind of had the luxury of having those guys get pushed back. But I agree with you in the sense. It's one thing to learn a guy, learn his name, learn his repertoire, but now you're trying to figure out the personality that fits in those matchups mm -hmm. late in the games to keep the you keep these close games close and even win some of these close games. But, uh, yeah, I'm not envious of what he's going through right now with that bullpen. All right, Jose Altuve, you talked about him a little bit, uh, not swinging the bat like he usually does. And mechanically, man, he's he's never been a mechanical yeah. type of hitter. He's, he's got tremendous hand-eye coordination. But what do you see uh, that would help him more than anything? Is it just pitch selection? It is pitch selection, but it's it is a little bit of mechanics. You know, even if he, you know, he's one of those guys that has very good bat to ball skills that we've seen in the past. But I really feel like his head is moving too much. I know that we've talked about it. You know, sometimes it, you know it drops a little bit, and when he goes to get pitches, it feels like your head moves towards the baseball, so you're adding some movement to the pitch, and it makes it tough to get to it. But there, there's a lot of things going on, maybe on the peripheral we don't know about. But he's struggling with that swing right now, and you can tell, and we've seen him enough to see the frustration in his eyes as he's going up to the plate. I'm anxious to watch Lance McCullers Jr. tonight. I mean, coming off Tommy John surgery, it's been such a long time, you expect a little bit of rust. But one thing I haven't really expected from Lance so far early in this season is not to get as many swing and misses on his curveball as he has in the past. What do you see? I, I was actually going to talk to you a little about this a little bit because you know the pitching side a little bit better, but we know in watching Lance, when he is good, that curveball is good, and it's crazy to see that the curveball is getting hit. Mm -hmm. And some of the numbers that I think that we're going to try and pull today for our broadcast, and I'll share them with you too right now, is he's actually throwing that curveball for more strikes. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to ask you, if, if you're throwing that curveball for more strikes and you're not keeping it out of the zone, you're not creating chase, yeah. and you're creating opportunity to hit the ball, right? Well, it depends on the count, right? So we always talked about with Charlie Morton mm -hmm. and Lance McCullers Jr., what made them special was they could throw their curveball for strikes yep. and still get swing and miss. And there's not many people you can say that about mm -hmm. uh, when it's in the zone to get that swing and miss. But uh, for right now, I mean, Lance does have to, to throw that curveball out of the zone to get the chase. 
And what what is it? But what is the difference between his curveball then that was getting the swings and miss in the zone compared to this the pitch now? Is it because of the Tommy John? He's not letting it go. He's not letting it snap as hard as he normally did. Yeah. Or what are you seeing? Well, what I see right now is when you don't get the ball out front, when you don't get it out in front of your yep. face, you don't get as much pull on the pitch. And it, 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 roll around it. it kind of rolls around. So if you, if you release it more like out by your right ear, you mm-hmm. know, he's a right-handed pitcher, then it, then it kind of starts the break early. And you as a hitter recognize that, yeah. you know, whenever it, the ball pops up from your hand first, you know break. it's not a fastball, so you stay back, right? Good point. No, if, yeah, that's one of the things that, uh, you know, facing guys like Daryl Kyle back in the day, I'm trying to think of some other guys that had just absolutely wicked breaking Barry balls. Zito. Barry Zito's. Barry Zito's is actually a better example because that one really did pop, but it also mm-hmm. created a tough angle as it came down into the zone. Yeah. But uh, you're right about Lance because that was when, when he was really good. He's really reaching towards home plate with that breaking ball, and it gives the deception of being the fastball out of the hand because there is no hump. Okay, this team, 15 games in, we're a quarter of the way through. Uh, if you were in the, the locker room right now, would you expect a, maybe a little gathering to talk about things, or do you need to at this point? Yeah, I think after the events that happened in uh, Oakland, not just you know everybody's going to immediately point to the brawl that happened, but I think if you look at that series on a whole, you know you played against a team who wanted to go out there and get the American League West from you, and they did. Yeah. And I think it's a real opportunity for some of these guys, some of the veterans maybe to step up and say, okay, we got punched in the mouth and it's time to regroup go to our corner regroup figure out what's going on and try and you know use the situation to galvanize the team and try and create a way to get back into this into this division even though you're depleted as far as rotation and bullpen right all right that's jeff blum jeff uh it's always great catching up appreciate it no it's great talking to you sparky this episode of astrocast is brought to you by carbock brewing carbock brewing crafted for serious fun okay everyone we'll get started with questions for brandon belak Hey, Brandon, as you uh, prepare for your next outing, what are some of the, the things you've worked on or focusing on moving forward? Yeah, I think uh, going out there and, and watching out there, Lance, go out there tonight and, and see how he does and, and learn from him. Uh, and also I'll go back to my scout report that I'll put together um, and and learn from last outing. I think just my put-away pitches could be a little bit better and uh, trying to limit the walks. I think that, that was that was the biggest thing. Just coming back home too, I, does it feel good coming off a, a really tough road trip with some tough losses in there? Is it nice for you guys to be back in that home clubhouse? Absolutely. Uh, it's going it's to be a great homestand for us. Uh, I can't wait to see what, what the team does and, and moving forward and, and get some wins under our belt. Brandon, you've come a long way in the last couple of weeks from – Corpus Christi to now, do you do you feel like a major league starter right now? Has it has it set in, or how, how much different do you feel now from from say a couple of weeks ago when we when we talked to you and you were coming from Corpus? I mean, I've uh, been preparing my whole life to be a major league starter, um, and and just getting that moment and and sticking with it and and sticking to my routines and my preparation. It, it's it's going to come a long way in the end, and just to be prepared to go out there. Each and every start is it's what I've been working for, so I uh, feel pretty confident. What about the recovery? How does your body feel? You feel like you bounced back pretty well after that last start? Yeah, I mean, uh, throwing 85 pitches or somewhere in that area, I uh, bounced back pretty well. Um, I know in the minor leagues, kind of been on like a six-day rotation, uh, so kind of losing that one day might, might feel a little different uh, in the long run, but uh, something that I'm going to have to get used to. Brandon, coming back uh, 
coming back home after, you know, experiencing this losing streak that you all on, is this where missing the fans come into play? Because it's good to get back to have, you know, the home cooking and sleeping in your own bed, but it's also good to have your fans there. Is this where you think that it's going to come into play? I mean, uh, I wish I could tell you. I mean, I've never played here with fans before. Um, but, uh, so I mean, I, I'm hoping that the uh, teams can come together and, and go out there and, and play some good ball and, and come away with a win. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. See you later!